Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. I want you to know that we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service. If you are looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. It's pressed upon my heart and my spirit as we, before we go into a word of prayer, that we should fast. You know, we used to fast and fasting is good. And so I want to invite you to fast with us on Wednesdays, Wednesdays from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's every Wednesday uh, throughout the rest of this year from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. Jesus told his disciples and those listening that some things come by prayer and fasting. As you fast, there may be financial needs. There may be spiritual need or need. I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And so as we fast, we want to fast for those three things. Well, let's make it four. We need to be good stewards about our finances and our bodies. So let's let's pray about those and fast on those four things. That is to be a good steward. Uh, that the Lord will bless financially, that the Lord will bless spiritually, that the Lord will bless your health, okay? And with that, we're going to testify and tell of the goodness of God so that others will hear and ask, what must I do to be saved? Listen, with let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity we thank you, Lord God, for how you have blessed us to come together again on this 13th day of August, 2023. Lord, we honor you for who you are. We honor you for what you have done. We honor you, Lord God, for the strength that you have given us. Lord, we thank you for the things that we know. And there are some things that we don't know that we just don't understand but it has not caused you to be dethroned. You sit on the throne of our hearts. You're sovereign. You're God and you change not. Lord, and we thank you. Thank you for opportunity to seek you, to call upon you while you can be found. Lord, help us to live in such a way that you are pleased with us. Help us, Lord God, to hold steadfast the unadulterated truth. Lord Jesus, to hold on to what your word says and not go to the right or to the left, not to add to it or to take away from it. Lord Jesus, your word is the constitution of your kingdom. Lord God, and we pray and ask that you would help us to abide by your word. Lord, help us, Lord God, 
to live and to do what is right. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord God, so that we're consistent. Lord, that the words of our mouths, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord God, we honor you for who you are. Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. And we thank and praise you for what you're going to do. Lord God, as we prepare our hearts, Lord God, to, and as we are calling for a fast to occur on each Wednesday, Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless each individual that is, that is participating in the fast. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would fill those with the Holy Ghost that have not been filled and those that think they have been and those that are. Lord God, that you would stir up and pour into their spirit again. Ha! Glory! Bless your name, Jesus. Pour into their spirit again. Fill us again, Lord God, as you did in the days of Lord God, we thank you, Lord, and we'll continue to bless your name and to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your name, Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, tell them thank you. You know, we don't believe in pity pat praises. No, no, we don't pity pat ball games. We don't pity pat basketball, football or anything. Why go to church and pity pat a praise? Pity pat the God of your salvation, the one that is able to save your soul. We whisper out a praise to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, you better stop that. Open your mouth up and give God a praise as he is worthy to be praised. We say that, but then we don't act it out. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. God is worthy to be praised. And so we should open our mouths up, fill our lungs with air and tell him, thank you. Thank you. You know, if somebody was running across the street and you wanted to get their attention, hey, hey, uh, James, you would do that to get their attention. Well, I'm telling you, you ought to open your mouth up and say, hey, Jesus, I, I want to get Jesus' attention. You know, you can do that here at, at the Cornerstone of Grace. You can do that at COG. And you may not be able to do that where you are, but I'm telling you, when you leave there, you ought to open your mouth up and call upon the Lord. Open your mouth up and give him a praise. I'm telling everybody that's present, everybody that is listening, open your mouth up, inhale and exhale. Do not whisper a praise out to God today. Amen. This time we're going to have our opening scripture uh, coming from the word of God. It's going to be read very loud, very excited because this is an exciting. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Acts 2, 46 and 47, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with singleness, with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Amen. The Bible tells us that the Lord added daily such as should be saved. And he is certainly adding. Thank God for it. He, he knows how to multiply. He knows addition. He knows subtraction and division as well as you do. And so certainly we thank and praise God. You know, as I said, it, it, it's time for us to lift our voices up and to give God a praise and to magnify him. And so before we go into the word of God, we're going to want to play a song called Jesus Said It by uh, James, Eddie James. And, and so if you, as you listen to the song, it's nothing difficult. Come on and join in and, and let this melody uh, register in your heart. Bless you, Jesus.
said it by Eddie James and I, I'm laughing because we were here just enjoying ourselves and I, I'm telling you the Bible said that uh, Isaiah said in the year that King Uzziah died I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple and so um, and, and he talked about the praise that was going on in the temple was so high that that the doorpost, everything was just waving, everything was just moving and shaking to the groove of what was going on. And I'm telling you, that's going to be a day. You know, we're approaching that day and time as quietly, as quietly as it is approaching. The day of the Lord is approaching quietly. Now, the Bible tells us that there are signs. So if we read the Bible and then look at the signs, then you know that it is approaching. You may not hear it, uh, his approach, but the signs are present. If you listen into the word, you'll hear it through the word. But as far as you thinking that you're going to hear something audibly, you know, like, hey, I'm coming soon. No, you're not going to hear that, you know, through a prophetic word, but it's already been written in the word. So, listen, I, I was on my way into service. I, I thought I would beat uh, one of the deacons here. That didn't work. Faithful young man here, ready to go forth and to make sure service is set up. And um, I was listening to the radio. And there's a show called The Jesus Show. It's a public radio, so I can talk about it. And someone called in and was, and the woman that called in said that she is a Christian. She's running with the term Christian, as so many people are. 
Um, and she said that one of her favorite artists is, is gay. Now I'm repeating what they're talking about on the radio. And she said that he gives, this artist gives to uh, money to a foundation so that people that are under 18 can go and have sex changes. And so uh, she's saying that, you know, she think it's all right to do that. And on the show, the question was asked, is it all right? And asking the man who claims to be Jesus, your personal Jesus. And that is a problem in itself. People want a personal Jesus so they can do what they want to do. This is my personal Jesus. He said, it's okay. This is my personal God. And he said, I can do whatever I want to do. Now, I'm very transparent and I'm very straightforward when it comes down to talking about God's business. I'm not saying anything rude to and to uh, in a way that it can't be heard or listened to by children. But let's be let's be serious about stuff here because we are talking about your soul salvation. So um, so she's very much forward, very much forward. And but the question was asked, is it all right? to do that? And how do you continue to contribute to uh, drag queen shows and uh, and the changing of gender? Well, by the time the conversation had ended, the gentleman, first of all, did not answer the question biblically. And second of all, uh, he said that it is that it's the parent's responsibility to allow that child, if a child is caged or trapped, in their mind to allow them to have freedom. So in other words, if they want to have a sex change at the age of 13, they should be allowed to do it so that they're free from the of their mind. I told you Jesus is coming soon. The Bible said that when he comes and he gave us and he described to us what our environment would be like. And that is only part of the environment what it would be like in america we live by biblical rules some of us and we also have a constitution and that butt heads that that much is true but there's a stand that you're going to have to take and that stand says that i'm for the kingdom of god i'm for his righteousness and that without holiness no man shall see the lord which means you have to go into the word of God and find out what holiness is according to God, not according to your own opinion, not according to your personal Jesus show, not according to your personal God show, whatever show that you uh, celebrity. It doesn't matter what that celebrity said. I won't say no names, but it doesn't matter. What does God have to say about the situation? And I'm not talking about being dogmatic either. I'm just say, asking you the question, what does God have to say about any situation that there is? Whether it's financial, some, some people are in financial uh, trouble because they have not followed what God had to say about it. And there is a way out. We, we've taught on this, touched on it, that if you find yourself in financial challenges, there's a way out. There's a way to deal with it. Um, there's methods legally, there's ways of doing things. So uh, ask Donald Trump, listen, let's, 
let's go on here to, to the word of God. I'm excited about Jesus today. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson of the Cornerstone of Grace. You're listening to Inside the Pages. And so we're going on into the word of God on this Sunday morning. I'm excited about the Lord and I have reason to be excited about him. And so do you. So do you. And my prayer is that you share the gospel, that you share our broadcast with others, no matter where you are. Maybe you're preparing to go to service and, and you want something to listen to while you're preparing. I want to encourage you, wherever church you are a member of, be faithful to that church. Be faithful and supportive to the ministry uh, that you are part of. Uh, that's, that's the best thing you could do. We were having a, a, a very uh, a candid conversation this morning about ministry. And I was pouring my heart out a little bit about uh, the fact that, that you need to be faithful where you are and work on what you have, you know, and and pour into it uh, compared to pouring into everyone else's. You know, and I, I say that because I found myself pouring into someone else's uh, vineyard, helping them. And I'm like, you know what, I, I, I'm pouring into my own and I know I am, but am I giving too much attention over here? And I, I need to add some more attention to where I am. You know, and so I think sometimes we find ourselves doing a little bit too much. We have a lot on our plate and we have to bag up so that we can focus and make sure our focus is, is good on what we're doing. So with that being said, I want to direct your attention to the book of Mark, to the book of Mark, to the book of Mark, the sixth chapter. If you haven't already turned there, Mark, the sixth chapter had a wonderful time celebrating uh, Pastor Elizabeth Griffin um, appreciation service uh, yesterday uh, at a luncheon, which was uh, very nice, um, you know, and fellowship was great. And I thank God for uh, for that. And I'm elated. Like I said, I, I have a lot on my mind, you know, and it's dealing with life. It's dealing with life, but it's not overwhelming, you know. It's not overwhelming, but there are goals and different things. And we're going to get more into that as we move on uh, through the word of God, because you have goals, too. And you have things that you want. And I am just so excited. I, I really just I, I'm, I'm full of laughs and giggles right now because I'm excited about the word of God. I'm excited about what God is doing and what he can do and what I'm allowing him to do. You know, yes, you have to allow God to do things. Listen. The Bible tells us in Mark, the sixth chapter, beginning at the first verse, it says, and he went out from thence and came in to his own country and his disciples followed him. And not just talking about the 12 disciples. There were other people that was following Jesus. Okay. So his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. Jesus loved going to church. He went to church. But today people are told you don't need to go to church. The church is wherever you are. And as I told them yesterday, the devil is a liar. The church is where God is, not where you are. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And so when you walk into the church, we are here to pray. We are here to praise. We are here to preach. We are here to teach. 
We are here to worship. We are here to be faithful unto whatever God wants us to be faithful in. Thank you, Lord. Hey, glory. And many hearing him were astonished. They were astonished. They were at all. His mouth was hanging open. You know, as I've been in the church for, for a few years. I don't count the years that I've been in. It's been a long time. But I, I refer to the past 30 years as being a few years. A few and I am astonished at the gospel. The word of God still stir up my spirit. The word of God still causes me to evaluate and at times even feel convicted Astonished. They heard him and they were astonished. Now, have you been in service and felt the same? That when you left, as you heard the word of God going forth, you felt those same feelings that I described? They were astonished. Saying from whence have this man these things? Where did he get this from? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Not only are we hearing a dynamic word, but we're seeing things happen and they're not fakes. He's not laying hands on people and telling them to fall down. You know, they, they haven't been prepped to seem like they, you know, they haven't been wheeled up in a wheelchair and you know they can really walk. They haven't been getting crutches, and they can really step, you know, and do the shuffle and cha cha and everything else if they didn't have them crutches. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that he did those works, uh, those mighty works, by his own hands. And Jesus didn't touch everybody for their deliverance. Uh, pastors, preachers, ministers—you don't have to touch everyone for them to receive a healing. Let's go. And if this, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Jose and Judah and Simon, uh, uh, and are not his sisters here with us? So Jesus had brothers and sisters after the consummation of Mary and Joseph's marriage. And they were offended at him. Some people will be offended. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there, he could there do no mighty works. And I need you to underline that. I need you to highlight that. Uh, he could not do mighty works, save that he laid hands on a few, on a few folks and healed them and marveled because of their unbelief. 
and he went round about the villages teaching. Want to uh, this morning to talk about the influence. Want to talk about the influence. Now you're gonna have to uh, let this go today. And I, I'm saying that because uh, since we started at 9:02, uh, the system has not been functioning as fully uh, with the functionality that I expect for it to have. But we're talking about influence. So I'm going to influence this to to work right. Okay, influence the outcome want you to know that you have the power to do it. You have the power to influence the outcome. Uh, you, just touch your chest and say, I have the power. So you, you can influence the situation. You need to understand that. Sometimes we relinquish our influence to other people. We rely too much on them to be influential. And, you know, and sometimes we may even voice our opinion to them uh, because we want them to jump up and do something and speak up on our behalf and, you know, that sort of thing. But, no, you have the power. You influence the outcome. In Mark, the seventh chapter, it says, and from thence he arose. And he went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would not have no man know it. But he could not be hid. He went someplace where he wanted to be secluded, uh, but he couldn't. His fame had uh, had already went out. The people already heard of him. And they didn't have social media. They didn't have radio, AM or FM, or uh, Cyrus, uh, XL, and all, you know. They didn't have none of that. But they did have word of mouth. Word of mouth goes a long way. And you ought to tell somebody. You ought to tell somebody uh, about the goodness of God. You ought to tell someone about Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Listen, for a certain woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit, a certain woman, whose daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him. See, that's why you need to tell somebody so that they would hear of Jesus. Now, I know that that there are some struggles that are going on with some folks today because they were told that there's healing and they went to that service and there was no healing. People jumped and shouted and danced all around. And the person that came in left out the same. All that all that power, I was going to say Holy Ghost power, but all that jumping and shouting, and it did not impact the individual that was sending their desire and deliverance. No one had any discernment to understand that there was somebody sitting among you that wanted prayer, that wanted a word, a, a, a word spoken in due season that would bring about some joy and happiness, that will bring about some relief in their life. All that jumping and shouting and, and nobody discerned anything that was going on and they missed. And so they left disappointed. Oh, my God. Listen, but you ought to tell somebody. You ought to tell somebody. You ought to take them to church with you. Mighty God.
Yes. Take them with you. Sometimes you have to like Lot and, and his wife and his two daughters. I won't say their names, but uh, his two daughters. Now, someone call them Anna and Beatrice. <laughs> the angels grabbed them by their hands and took them, took them out uh, to a place to be safe. And sometimes you may have to take someone by the hand. Listen. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. And she brought him that he would cast out, she besought him that uh, he would cast forth the devil out of her. But Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled. For it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it unto dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Lord, yet the dogs eat the, eat under the table, the dogs under the tables eat the crumbs that the children drop. Children always dropping crumbs on the floor. Some of us do too. I was, I was at the, sitting at the uh, head table and I want no names. And someone was enjoying their their meal, and I, I watched that that chunk of chicken roll down the front of their clothes onto the floor. So it's not just the children that drop crumbs on the on the floor. Sometimes you might find yourself dropping something as well. Listen, <laughs> I'm so glad they're not here this morning. They're in their own service. Listen, and he said unto her, for this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. All because of what she said. I, I just, oh my God, I just feel the power of God right now. All because of her reply. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Think about how we reply unto the Lord. Think about that. Think about how we reply unto the Lord. Our reply makes a difference in the environment. Thank you, Jesus. Our makes a difference in how God and others react to what we have to say. She answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat the crumbs. And he said unto her, for this saying, for this saying, huh, all because she answered the right way. He told her to go your way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. She influenced the situation. Why? Because she felt that she could. 
How many will walk away with their head hung down? Well, he said, well, it's not me for me to uh, for him to give the 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 the, the bread uh, uh, to give the food to the how many would have left feeling discouraged? But yet this woman felt that she could influence the outcome with the answer that she gave. Something on the inside of her made her feel that I can answer that. Now I read that there are three ways I read this is what I read. I read that there are three ways to influence the outcome. Three ways. One of the ways is to talk it up. We're talking it up. At COG, we're talking it up. Okay? By talking it up, you focus on the positive and talk about expectations before getting started. So we're, we're in the middle, uh, we're not in the middle, we're in the beginning stages of getting some things started. Some things that we want to see, some things that we want done, okay? And, and so uh, the second thing is to get others involved. To get others involved, to get others involved, it helps. It, uh, if other, uh, Respected people are also sharing their expectations of a good experience. It helps set the stage for a positive outcome. So that's two things. You're going to talk it up and you're going to get others involved. It makes a difference when other people are excited about the same thing. Uh, look at it as a team sport. When the teams go out and they're getting ready to, uh, what are, they huddle up. Is that right? And they'll put their hand in and they give a little chat. Is that right? Yeah. Huh? And, and then they all break, you know, and throw their hands up in the air, right out of the field and, and win the game. Right out of the field and win the game. Go right out on the field and win the game. Okay? Yeah. Even if it's by a point, you won. Go right out on the field and win. And so they've talked it up. And they've got others involved. They, they punch on each other and hit each other and get each other motivated. And then the third thing was mentioned was that they dress it up. Find ways to make the environment feel upscale to improve the impression. And, and so we're looking for ways to, uh, to scale it up, you know, to dress it up, to make it different than what it was yesterday. To take it to a, a new height, to take it to another level. Now, I was also reading, and I believe it was Shakespeare that uh, that uh, re that requoted Proverbs, and he used his own words. So I'm gonna use his word. When we believe ahead of time that something will be good, it generally turns out that way. When we believe it is bad, that tends to be true also. I said, I believe he got this from Proverbs because uh, Proverbs says, such as a man thinketh. How we think within ourselves. Uh, and we're feeling down, we're thinking that way and we start kicking rocks because we're looking down and we're just kicking rocks along the way because we're, we're thinking that way. But when we're feeling good, 
Do we walk with our head hung down? No. No, we don't. We, we walk with our head high, held high, looking at everything, looking at clouds, making pictures of the clouds. Oh, that looked like a car. That looked like the car I want to buy. That looked like, you know, that looked like a, a monkey. You know, we start thinking about things. We start looking at things differently. We find humor. We find more humor when we're happy than when we're sad. We find humor. Yes, we do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so uh, what you think about yourself and a situation is a battlefield alone. Now we have we have individual battlefields, but collectively we can win the war. Those that have some form of success follow certain rules. And we just talked about three of them. They talk about it. They get involved with it. They dress it up. They wear it. They wear it. They talk about it. They don't let no one talk down to them. It could be one-on-one. -on -one. That one-on-one -on -one person that, that, that's on the court. I've been on the basketball court uh, getting ready to play ball and and, and my opponent is, uh, has told me many times, I, this is my court. It's not yours. They talked it up. I own this. They're talking it up. And they, they didn't win always. Um, let me put that disclaimer out there. But they did. <laughs> but they did win more than I did. Okay. Now, the Bible tells us in Mark. Remember when in Mark. We're talking about Mark. And we've been in Mark plowing this field and, and traveling through the book of Mark for a few weeks now. We've been on, on Wednesday, we're in the book of Genesis and we're learning what we did not learn and we're uh, tearing down some things that, that uh, and adding to some things, you know, but certainly we're sticking with the word of God through it all. The Bible tells us and he went out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples followed him. Where Jesus went, they went. They followed him. They followed him because he dropped some legendary bars. That's why they followed him. He dropped legendary bars. They knew they was going. Remember, they were astonished. The Bible tells us uh, in the, the Mark, the first chapter, the 22 verse says, and they were astonished at his doctrine. Because he was dropping legendary bars. Uh-huh. Could nobody compare to what he was saying? He talked to someone that had authority and not as the scribes, not as the Pharisees. Another verse says, and they were amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? And he wasn't teaching a new doctrine. He was giving them the word. But it sounded brand new because it, they wasn't getting that same old mundane stuff. Ooh, I'm being very careful here. I know I'm treading up on some eggshells there. But listen, he presented the word. What you need is in the word. What you, We can sing a song, what you need, God's got it, what you need, God's got it. What you need, God's got it, what you need, God's if you, uh, My drummer didn't move an inch. Okay, listen. <laughs> Mark the 12th. It says, and immediately he arose, took up the bread, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were amazed and glorified God. That's, you know, whatever happens here at COG, 
Whatever happened here at the Cornerstone of Grace, it's about glorifying God. It ain't about nobody else's glory. It ain't about, ooh, the, the, the minister preached the word. No, no, no. Thank God for the word, but it's about glorifying God. He's the one to be glorified. The Bible tells us uh, that in the, the fifth chapter, it says, and straightway the damsel rose and uh, walked, for she was of the age 12, and they were all astonished with great astonishment. It was intense. It was intense because they had never saw this happen before, and it only happened when Jesus came on the scene. That's why we want to invoke the presence of God so that Jesus is on the scene. We want to invoke the presence of God. We want to influence him. If you're going to influence, if you're going to impress anybody, impress God. The Bible says, and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. Jesus, again, at church, as you heard earlier, he went to church. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence have this man these things? And what wisdom is this in which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not Mary's son, Joseph? We, we see his brothers and his sisters that are here. They were amazed and questioned who he was. They were amazed and questioned who Jesus was. They needed to know because there was things happening with the Lord by him that was not happening with the other ministers. That was not happening with the scribes. That was not happening with the Pharisees. That was not happening with anyone else, the chief priests or anyone else. But it was happening with Jesus because grace and truth came through him. Everybody else was trying to be a show, was trying to be a, a sign and wonder and reaping or taking benefits that did not deserve to them. Jesus brought forth a healing. He brought forth a need that no one else could bring forth. And so they were astonished at him. They were amazed at what Jesus was able to do and no one else was accomplishing that. That's why Jesus must be promoted. That's why the Lord need to be promoted in every service. That's why we sing the praises unto his name. That's why we magnify him, glorify him. That's why we lift him up because the, the Bible tells us that, that, that at the name of Jesus, it's for salvation. So that was the whole purpose. That was the whole purpose. And he was here ministering the word in every session. What do we read? When we read about Jesus after the baptism, John is now in prison. Jesus went forth preaching the gospel and he went to uh, all the synagogues, which we call churches and temples and, you know, worship centers and things today. Thank you, Jesus. So the Bible tells us that they were amazed and they questioned who he was. And when God, uh, when God gets done with our character, talk about our character. When God gets done with our character by the transformation of our mind and our body and our spirit, people will wonder too, what happened? 
Well, I remember when, when, when Pastor Carl used to carry and, and, and purchase, I was sharing with my daughter one time and that things that she didn't know, a few things, tidbits, nothing, nothing to get, nothing to brag about. But I was just exposed to how I went to work, worked in downtown LA, you know, worked in a, a, a high rise building and stuff. But I was also carrying ounces of, of weed in the trunk of my car, too. Mm hmm. Slanging and doing all kind of stuff. Yep, this is what you call functioning dependence, as well as, well as uh, street pharmacists, doing all kind of stuff. But then when God transformed, getting saved, it was such a difference. My mother saw the difference. My brother saw the difference. My sister noticed the difference. Others saw the difference and came unto the Lord too. Mama got saved, brother got saved, sister got saved. Listen. Transformation took place, and they begin to question, "Who is this?" Well, that's not the Carl that we knew—the anger, the anger, the angry guy that was acting up and stuff like that, always in fights at work and stuff. There's a difference. A change was made. A change will be made in you too. But there was more to it, much more. Jesus experienced something in the flesh that he could not experience in the spirit. Yes. Well, he's God. How is that? How is it that Jesus experienced something that he could not experience in the flesh? I want you to think about that for a moment here. The Bible tells us in Philippians Everybody know the scripture and they're going to quote it. Too. But the Bible said, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being made and being found in the fashion as a man, humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Okay. So the first thing, he was in the form of God, but he also took, became flesh. The Bible says, and it speaks about a learning curve. It speaks about a learning curve. Hebrews 5 and 8. It said, meaning that his ex, he experienced something about our life and our challenges. Yes. Jesus God in the flesh experienced something about our life and our challenges. So he experienced something that he could not and did not experience in the in the spirit form, but now he is in the flesh. And they and he experienced this. So let's read that third verse again. Is this not the carpenter's son? And the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Jose, and Judah, and Simon, and his sisters are here. And they were offended in him. He had never experienced that before in the flesh. This was a new experience. This was something brand new. Listen, let's go on. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet 
This is his response. A prophet is without, is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. So let's keep this in its proper perspective. Some want to claim persecution for the gospel, but they're dogmatic. So really the persecution is not because they're proclaiming the gospel, it's because they're being dogmatic. Uh-huh. Just as bullish as a junkyard dog, ready to bite anything that even couldn't listen. Just as dogmatic, no compassion. Jesus was displaying compassion. What was he doing? Healing the sick. What was he doing? Casting out devils. What was he doing? Helping folks. And yet he was with honor, without honor in his own country and among his own kinmen. Something that he had not experienced in the flesh before. He displayed compassion. His method of preaching was not harsh. Some people method of preaching is very harsh, very harsh. When I say harsh, I'm talking about they always rebuking folks, always putting everybody in check, putting telling folks off. But you need to pray present deliverance. If they deliver it, then you don't have to rebuke them. If you provide, teach them, Jesus taught, so they were well informed about their next steps. Yet he experienced formal rejection by his countrymen, relatives, and his family members. And he could do there nobody works, save that he laid hands on a few folks, only a few people, only a few, because of their attitude, because of their mindset. And he marveled because of their unbelief and he went round about the villages teaching. Many of them did very little, had little influence on him. And that's what we're talking about. Influencing the outcome. You have the power to do that. They had the power to influence the outcome and they did not do it. How about you today? I hope that you embrace what is being said so that moving forward, going to influence the outcome. We're going to be more involved in the outcome of things by influencing it. But it doesn't end there. Let's go on. Mark the seventh chapter. And from thence he arose. My time is running out. We may have one wind up ending. <laughs> Listen here. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. This woman had heard about Jesus. She heard he was awesome. She heard people was astonished at his doctrine. She heard that he was not like everyone else, trying to sound good, trying to uh, impress people rather than impress God. He came to do, he said, I come to do my father's will. She heard that he healed many and cast out devils. And she was persuaded that Jesus was the answer to her problem. The mother decided to influence Jesus. That would begin with a question. My daughter is sick, will you heal her? And she believed after he answered that she could 
that she could respond in such a way that it would influence the outcome. And she spoke. And what the words that she used and her attitude and what she said made a difference to the outcome of the situation that no one else could resolve. Now the Bible said the woman was a Greek, a Phoenician of the nation. And so uh, this woman was a Roman, it was from the Roman province of Syria and, and Phoenicia. Her request was simple, deliver my daughter from the, from the demon possession, the day of such things as mental health and uh, disease and other terms, Lord, you're able to deliver. It doesn't matter what term is given, God is the deliverer. Today, what God established in his word is considered by many as being unnecessary. But the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy, it, it points out to us that and as he charged the, the young minister, Timothy, he said, I charge thee before God and to the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. The instant in season and out of season. Prove, rebuke, prove, exhort, and long suffering and doctrine for the time will come that they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust. Reason why, after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. For they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall turn unto fables. So he gave a warning to the church leaders. God will judge the quick and the dead. The instructions, preach the word when you want to and when you don't want to instruct correct and teach the word understand the time there's the time that's going to come celebrities low class middle class upper class who want to do it their way mm -hmm. lust drives the situation and they're going to turn uh, they're going to flock to those sayings that they want to hear Jesus said unto her, let the children be filled first, for it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it unto dogs. Matthews 21, 1 and 21, and Jesus, uh, she said before that Jesus would bring forth the son. And this is the prophecy. And, and so I, I'm adding some content to what Jesus said. Jesus said, it's not meat for me to give or to take the children's bread and to give it to dogs. Now, when you go through and you start trying to look at commentaries of different things, you need to first look at the scripture and how what is said lines up with the word of God. And Jesus made this statement because of the prophecy that has already been given the word of God in Matthews 1 and 21. And she being brought forth a son shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Well, Jesus was focusing on a nation of people at that time. However, then you have to go back and cross-reference that by reading the book of Daniel to understand more to it that had Jesus established his kingdom, we wouldn't be in the dispensation of grace right now. Okay, we're not going to go into that more. But listen, we're talking about influence and the outcome. And Jesus answered and said unto him, look, uh, she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, yet the dogs uh, under the table, the dogs under the table, the dogs under the table eat the crumbs that fall. And he said unto her, for this saying, you influence the outcome of this. You change my mind. 
you caused me to look at this differently. I'm going to give you your request. That's what we want today. That's what you desire. Well, we're going to have to change our responses and our answer to things in order to get what we're looking for from the Lord. We have to stop some of the prayers that we're praying. Some of the prayers that we're that we're throwing up should not be prayed any longer. We didn't get a response for that prayer. Maybe it was the wrong thing that was being said. Lord, increase my faith. No, the Bible said have faith. Uh, Lord, give me more joy. No, the Bible said leap for joy. Say nothing about you praying for those things. But listen, I have one more witness. Can I? One more witness. One more. One more witness. She was determined to influence the outcome. Just as I am. Just as I pray and hope that you are too. Luke, the 18th chapter. It says, and he spanked a parable to them to this end, that man ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying there is a, was in a city uh, a judge which feared not God. This man had no reference for God at all. And he didn't have a reference for other man. He had been to a, a certain state of being and lifestyle and occasion that and he's like, hey, I'm it. Everything, the buck stops here. And there was a widow in that city. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversaries. This woman was showing up all the time saying, avenge me of my adversary. And I, I like this woman because uh, she was there I, I, in my mind and my, my, my little, little, little thinking, my little peanut bucket brain. Okay. When I think about this woman, every place he looked, she was there. He might have been going out to dinner. She was there, over there, standing in the corner someplace. When he got to the office, she was there. When she, when he looked out the bathroom window, oh, there she was over there on the, across the alley. She was there in his mind. Every place he looked, this woman was there. And he would not for a while. He would not for a while. But afterwards, he said within himself, if I don't do something for this woman, if I don't make a difference, she is going to bug me and not stop. And so he avenged her. She influenced the outcome. He told her adversaries, leave this woman alone. Now I'm paraphrasing. I'm using my own words here. The Bible didn't say this. Leave this woman alone. If you don't, you're going to answer to me. But I bet not see her again show up at my because of you or you or you or you or you. Listen, I'm going to stop right there. But you can influence the outcome. You have the power to do that. You can influence the outcome, and I want to encourage you to do that. As I said, as we started the, the, the broadcast and started the service after the prayer, and we're going to be praying here in just a moment, asking everyone to fast on Wednesdays from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. every Wednesday. 
fast, fast, fast. Let's just start off this for the, for, from now until the end of, of, of September, fast, okay, fast, all right. Is that that's like less than 40 days or right around 45 days of, uh, of a month to, from now to the end of September on Wednesday, fast and pray. What are we fasting about? Finances. Your finances can be better. What are we fasting? And that, listen, don't take a penny as being a small thing. Let me share with you, company I pour, uh, pennies add up to millions weekly because everyone is collecting the, the two or three percent of the dollar and the orders are a tremendous amount. And that's so understand that in the logistics industry, they deal with a small percentage, but the multitude, the, the majority that they get, it adds up. So don't think of it as being a small thing. Don't think of it as being a small thing. When you look at recording artists, they're getting they're getting nickels to the dollar. They're not getting a bunch of other stuff. You know, and that because they have a million dollar album sale, you know, you can do the math and see that that things start to add up after a while when you look at the small the change. You're not to capture the entire dollar of everything. And so you just need to understand uh, the, the quantum of that. But listen, so we're not fast about finances, your personal finances, being a good steward. We're fast about your soul salvation. Lord, help me to draw near to you. Help me to walk in a, a better awareness of, of, of your presence. And fasting about and, and helping our own bodies so that we have better longevity, uh, we have a longer longevity, you know, bring down blood pressure and different things that impact us as individuals. And there are some things that may be impacting you that you don't know, but you want to influence the outcome. And fasting is going to help influence the outcome of things. Why? Because the Bible said some things come through prayer and fasting. And, and so we're going to pray and then I, then I want to give some announcements Thank you, Jesus. Let's, let's stand unto the Lord, mighty God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Bless your God. Bless your name. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, asking that you would Help us to receive your word. That which has been exhorted, taught on today, Lord God, expounded upon, Lord, preached, listened to, enjoy. We ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice to receive and apply your word, Lord God, as, as you have given it, that we have the ability, you've enabled us to be a, a greater influence in various areas of our lives. I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, uh, as we go forth in fasting, Lord, and seeking you to help us in areas and the things, the desires of our heart. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people to line up with your word. I, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are faithful to, the, to their church. Lord God, that you would bless them. Lord God, and, and bless the ministry, Lord God, and bless the, or the leaders that they're under. 
Lord God, I thank you right now for your kindness and your grace. I thank you, Lord God, and I just pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, Lord Jesus, in a mighty way as they share your word. Lord God, as your word is being promoted, as even as, as they share with others the inside the pages, Lord God, as they uh, send a link to others that you would bless them, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, for their assistance, Lord God, in the propagation of the gospel. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your, your attention toward us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, as we prepare for other parts of our services unto you, Lord God, in the outreach uh, ministry, Lord God, I ask that you would bless one that, that participates, Lord God, and that you would bless the going forth in that endeavor. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, if there's any sick that among us, listening, Lord God, or present, Lord, I ask that you would send forth your healing. Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord God. Listen, I just want to give this announcement. If you, if you have questions or if you desire fellowship, Maybe you have a meeting like us. We, we have an annual leadership meeting coming up in the month of, of October, October 5th, 6th, and then the 8th, which is a Sunday. Uh, please visit connectingtruth.org. Send us information regarding uh, your event and certainly stay tuned for more information on our event as well. And that's in the month of October. Now I'm excited because we're doing things and we're stepping outside the box. Yes, often we talk about stepping outside the box, but we just stand still. We're, we're, we're standing in the box talking about get outside the box, but yet we have not put our leg over the top, over any side of the box yet. And so, <laughs> but we're preparing, you know, we're, we're moving forward to step out of uh, the box of things. And so I, I want to encourage you to make preparation for 2024. And we're, we're well into the month of August and uh, we're already preparing for 2024. We, uh, and so I want you to stay tuned uh, for that. And Lord, if that's provided the Lord say the same, uh, Lord Terry, then we'll have it. If he don't Terry, then we don't need to worry about it in any aspect because we'll be in the ultimate service and that is with him. But we're preparing for 2024 with three nights of Pentecost. And that is to be hosted here, three nights of Pentecost, at, and that will be hosted at the Cornerstone of Grace. And so there are 280 days uh, leading up to the 50th day of what is also known as, as Whit Sunday. And so um, we'll be celebrating uh, with those three nights, the three nights of Pentecost. And so the date to be exact date will be announced. So I want you to stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss that in any way. And where our endeavor is not only to have audio present, but our video present. And we're looking for some big things to happen over these next 280 days. And so with your prayer and fasting, you will be a participant in making that happen. And so we just thank God, you know, one one of the goals that we desire to have is our own television setting and, you know, which is now called cable, which is also called, you know, uh, so many other names, but uh, certainly we're looking forward to doing things that are going to propagate the gospel and to propel people and nurture souls and uh, unto the Lord. And so again, 
Uh, that is three nights of Pentecost, and that is coming up in 2024. Um, as I said, we have a leadership conference in the month of October uh, that I've been part of since 2010, uh, and that's October 5th, 6th, and the 8th. And so uh, visit connectingthetruth.org. You may see some pages that are not available because the, the website will be going through changes and updates, but just want to give you that. Uh, and again, if you desire fellowship, if you're in the, the U.S. Um, and desire fellowship, you know, then let us know. Let us know of your program that is coming up, and we will certainly uh, look forward to being part of it uh, sooner than later. You know, and so we talk about the body of Christ or people. People like to throw that word out there, the body of Christ. Well, like I asked um, someone or I asked a group of people that I was speaking to when we talk about the body, we talk about the body of Christ or we talk, um, what part of the body are you speaking about? And when we talk about the body of Christ, uh, you know, when, when my leg itch, my hand does do reach down and scratch it. And so, um, so when there is something going on, are you a participant or are you just a spectator? So let's get involved. Let's get involved and in, in not just use phrases, but let's make it an active phrase. All right. With that being said, we're going to dismiss at this time. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Again, you've been listening to Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. And want to encourage you to, to join in with us. If you're looking for a church home growth ministry, then uh, join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Again, remember that you can influence the outcome. Yes, you can. You have the power to do it. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. 